Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, I want to say thank you, and I hope that you are doing well. I hope that even in this challenging season, you had some time to breathe, some time to worship, some time to renew yourself. And I know that this conversation is going to be one of those that's going to help. I'm super honored to have my coach and my mentor and my good friend, Brother Jim Weidman, on the podcast with me today. Welcome, Brother Jim. Man, it's great to be with you, Tom. So excited. Oh, man, I can't wait to share this this episode because uh, you've just released a brand new book. And it's been, a while, it's been a while since you've had a new book. It has. So. 2011. It's been <laughs> 10 years and uh, <laughs> since uh put out a book. And uh, it's just so exciting. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited about this book because as I've gotten a chance to to read through it, um, man, oh man, it's called authentic leadership that lasts the, you can do it guide. And I'm telling you, brother Jim, this is, this is a really great book. Um, and I think all your books are great. I'm going to say true confessions right off the top, but (laughs) (laughs) I love them all. Um, but, uh, you know, you've taught me to always ask why questions. So we always start the KMC podcast off with a why question. So I'm going to ask why did you write a leadership book like this? Why authentic well, leadership? Well, you know, um, several reasons. Number one, uh, one of the things that I've been believing God for is uh, I wrote my first book on leadership 22 years ago. And um, I had just been in the ministry about 15 years. I had seen, you know, some fruit, some success uh, along that 15 years. Uh, and a lot of people know that book, and it is on the textbook and seminary circuit, uh, Children's Ministry Leadership, the You Can Do It Guide. And uh, during COVID, one of the good things that happened during COVID was a um, group had told me that there was no chance that that book would ever come back to me and just go to digital form and uh, all those things. And during the pandemic, they had a big layoff. They laid off a bunch of employees. They got rid of the book division and uh, the book came back to me. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought, well, I'll take the word cassette and a few other things out and uh, update it and kind of put it back out there. And the crazy thing, when I read the book, two things happened. Number one, I realized I had learned a lot in 22 years. (laughs) Um, I had learned so much that I didn't even know to start with. I couldn't write about it because I didn't know it. And um, the second thing I realized, I was not the same guy who wrote that first Mm. book. So I did what any um, leader that's constantly growing and reinventing their self would do. I threw it in the garbage and uh, just started with uh, a whole brand new book. It's not just about children's ministry. It talks a lot about children's ministry because that's been one of the main worlds that I've lived in. But Tom, I've had every kind of job on the church staff. You know, I've right. always been a utility guy. And so um, 
when somebody would leave and some churches, more folks left than others, uh, I would have that job until we hired somebody else. And so uh, now I'm actually the executive operations pastor at my church, the belonging in Nashville. And I still oversee kids and oversee volunteers and uh, guest services, but also do HR, do the finances, we do the building, we do um, facility stuff, as well as, um, you know, all the things that go with that business world. And um, I realized that everybody, no matter if they're leading with kids or they're leading with small groups or they're executive pastors, um, you know, the key is not only being a leader, but being a leader that lasts. And mm. that, that um, you know, uh, over this 40, uh, this 45 plus years, 46 years that I've been serving as a minister, um, I'm thankful that we've been able to just um, lead in new ways and re, uh, every church that I've worked at's been different. And uh, it's just been fun that, um, uh, we could really just address uh, this whole um, take off, you know, where we left off last time with, um, you know, leaders aren't born, they're right. made. Yep. And uh, it's all about the choices that you make. But uh, authentic leadership is leadership that lasts. And so yes. uh, that's why I'm so excited. Jesus didn't tell us uh, to make leaders. He told us to be a leader. He said, mm -hmm. uh, we're heads not tails, heads lead, tails follow. And uh, so everybody needs to be ahead. Everybody needs to lead. Uh, but he told us to make disciples. Right. And that's the whole thing is we um, lead the right way and lead authentically. Mm. It leads yes. to just not being better at what we do, but be disciples. Yeah. And what I love as I was reading through this is, and, and I loved how you, I mean, obviously you kicked it off this, the very first chapter and in, in, is, is all about leading from inside out. And I'd love to know what, what does that mean to you? And why is that so important that, that leaders get it right? Yeah. Um, these days, you know, this Tom, cause I reached out to you and uh, four weeks uh, ago, first September, I had a heart attack. And uh, thank God it was a mild heart attack. I uh, like my salsa hot, my heart attack's mild. Uh, <laughs> and it's one of those things that, um, you know, so to me in this season, that scripture above all else, guard your heart because it's mm -hmm. the wellspring. And uh, sometimes we're so, we, we think leadership's about just can do, kick butt, take names, get after it, accomplish stuff and just get her done. And uh, really, a good leader is a great server. Mm. And you can't lead well without starting with a heart of servanthood. And yeah. that's really the, the main difference between me today and me when I was younger is uh, I'm a better server than I've ever been in my life, which has made me a better leader. And so yeah. it's coming out of that heart. Uh, to serve the people of my congregation, the families, the kids, um, serve those who lead with me, uh, serve my staff, serve my leaders. Uh, and it's just an overflow. Your leadership is an overflow of who you are spiritually. Mm, and uh, I think that's, that's 
more important than anything else. Above all else, guard your heart because it's a wellspring and yes. everything flows out of it. Yes. Oh, man. I hope that people were listening to that very carefully because I think that's that's so easy to get out of alignment. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're so busy and we're, we're, we're running at this unsustainable pace lately. And, and oftentimes, you know, it's become an easier excuse to not take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. and especially spiritually. Um, and, and everything, you know, everything we ministry operates out of an overflow. Mm. Um, you know, we've all, uh, you can't write checks if you don't make deposits. And that happens with money and it also happens with spiritual things. Yes. And too many times we're writing spiritual checks and then running uh, to that quiet time or to that service revival or podcasts or something and try to cover some of the spiritual checks we've already written. Right. When, uh, uh, when really and truly we, we make deposits first and minister out of that overflow. And, um, you know, that's, we've already done the work. So when we have to pour out, it's already there to begin with. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's really good. Well, I've got a question. I, I asked, uh, for questions in the kid ministry collective Facebook group and a listener and a friend of mine and yours uh, and a Amy. friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Amy, I've known her a hundred years. Yeah. Well, she Give asked a great, 25. she asked a couple great questions. I picked this one because I thought it was really interesting. She said, you know, James, Jim's mentioned that he doesn't lead the same way as he used to. So what's one thing that's changed and why? Well, I think um, young Jim was very task oriented. Uh, I kind of got my worth from how many things I checked off my to-do list. Uh, I felt wore that to-do list like a badge of honor. Mm. And uh, to me, it's all about relationships. It's all about the teams I build, the people that I pastor and know. People don't care what you know, they know that you care. We've heard yes. that a million times, but yep. uh, it's more important. Uh, that you be the kind of leader uh, that, um, yes, it's important to get things done, but leading from a place of relationship and leading from a place of encouragement. Um, uh, one of the things I want on my tombstone uh, is uh, he just believed in people too much. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I don't think that would have been on it if I died early. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those that say he sure gets a lot done or, uh, but it's one of those things that, um, to me, um, I'm ministry is not a task oriented job. It right. is, it is a people oriented job. And my father-in-law tried to tell me this years ago, he was like, um, electrical engineer he used to tell me, I, I I'm an engineer. We don't think like people. And it really helped me understand him. Uh, but he used to say, I'm not in the electrical business. I'm in the people business. And if somebody who is an electrical engineer is in the people business, man, the folks that take care of the Lord's church, they better be in the people business. That's for and, sure. Uh, it's all about relationships. And uh, that's what's so cool about being in the ministry. As long as I have my original 12 year olds are, uh, turning 58 and, uh, <laughs> uh, on Facebook, they've got more grandkids than I do. And we can keep up, see the legacy of faith that started around the camp altar or in a children's church. And, 
it's just so cool to be able to see, um, you know, that, that um, fruit and the, and, you know, Tom, not everybody that I started ministry with is still in the ministry. Oh, right. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's the thing that um, reinventing yourself and being, you know, I work, um, we were talking yesterday, I did a 90 day review for a new staff member and they ha- I'm the oldest person on staff. They're the youngest person on staff. There's 48 years in between the two of us. And most everybody I work with is 40 years younger than me. Hmm. And uh, I don't think that I could handle that um, a few years ago, um, uh, just sitting at the kids' table and and realizing that, um, you know, I learned so much from the younger people mm. uh, that yeah. I'm around. And I can learn something every day if I want to. And I think that's what's so important is we become the leaders God wants us to be that we're always growing, always progressing, always learning, always adding to. And, um, you know, uh, there was a quote that I used to give. I don't give any more because people don't know who this person is. Uh, he, his name is Richard Exley, and he was the uh, president of National Cash Register for years company. Uh, I don't think uh, NCR even exists anymore. But uh, he used to say, I know a lot of stuff. And most of it doesn't apply anymore. And uh, that's the way a lot of leaders are. They know a lot of stuff, yeah. but they refuse to admit that it might not be as relevant as it once was. Mm. And, um, you know, um, just dare to think different and yeah. um, think in new ways. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been saying, and, and I talked to a, a coaching student the other day, and I said, you know, I want to be a leader that can say, I've got, I've got 30 plus years of experience and it's not just 30, one series of, of a series of one year of, of in 30 years of experience. Yeah. Cause I think some leaders get stuck and they just repeat the same stuff. Oh yeah. And, and, oh yeah. We're just on, re, on repeat uh, yes. and do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And what I love about coaching and what I love about, um, if something took me 30 years to learn and I can pass that on to somebody new at ministry, uh, I hope they can learn it without spending 30 years. And yes. really the leadership uh, that they're able to handle uh, yeah. is far greater than what I'll ever do because they're able to add to that and learn what it took years for other people mm-hmm. to learn and just take advantage uh, my mother used to say experience is the best teacher, but it doesn't have to be your experiences. Right. And those experiences from others, those experiences, even from Bible characters, uh, you know, all the mistakes that uh, the Bible's full of stories of people that uh, made a wrong choice. And the mm. key is to learn from that and not make it yourself. Right. Right. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing that I've noticed that, we, we have a lot of leaders out there that are struggling right now. And, and I, and I think some of it's, it's the way they think about themselves yeah. and the way they yeah. view. And what I love about what you've done in the book is you've, you've got chapters on thinking like a leader and you yeah. go into mindset and you talk about how, how your thinking has changed over the years. And, 
And I love the exercises, um, man, unpacking the, the exercise of knowing your role as a leader is yeah. so good, Jim. Um, breaking that down. I mean, there's, there's homework if for somebody, if you get into that chapter, you're going to sit on that one for a little while as you walk through writing out the exercise, how you describe it. Um, in fact, I'm already going to pull that one and use it in my coaching. <laughs> I'm stealing yeah. it, brother. I'm borrowing. Yeah, borrowing. Exactly. No, it's, it's, uh, uh, what, what did we always say that, um, um, I'm highly select, selective creativity. I'm highly selective whose ideas I rip off. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to give you full credit for it. That's for doggone sure. Cause it's really so good. But one of the powerful chapters in this book that I think hits, and I hope a lot of leaders get this and not just in kid ministry. I hope student ministry leaders, I hope senior leaders grab this book is the chapter on integrity. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, we've seen a lot of ups and downs and we've seen a lot of high profile people failing um, in a variety of different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think this goes back to the integrity issue. Um, yeah. And so can you unpack that a little bit of why that's so important and why that's a factor in lasting leadership? Well, the number one, you know, the number one task of a leader is to set an example. And, uh, you know, it's just, Again, we all have ha had that parenting experience where somebody looked at us and says, do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. uh, yet the word tells us to uh, come follow me as I follow the Lord. And that's exactly uh, what Jesus did and what he laid out and showed. And integrity is really the starting place where people can believe you. I had a situation today where uh, somebody had asked me to uh, do a conference uh, a year ago. Uh, they decided to cancel it because of COVID and do it online. And then they said, you know, we want you to speak at the conference next year. And uh, I was uh, posting some things about the book online today. And I looked on their this organization's website and they had announced the speakers that I was supposed to, uh, at the event I was supposed to speak at, and I wasn't listed. And uh, um, I reached out to them and said, hey, I've been holding these dates for you. And, uh, you know, I've turned down some other events. Am I not um, speaking? And um, he said, oh, uh, uh, no, brother, I apologize. And didn't really give me an explanation oh or anything and said, maybe we'll have you in 2023. Um, and, you know, first of all, I had to do what the word said and um, not be tacky, not be mad, not be offended. Those who love the Lord, nothing shall offend them. Mm, so I yes. just prayed and Great said, scripture. Lord, I release them. I, I love them. I thank you for them. I'll pray for them. But if they ever ask me to do anything, I'm probably going to have them pay up front. And uh, because I can't believe their word. Mm -hmm. And um, you think about that in an org organization and you say, man, that shouldn't be. But your workers, um, um, if you if you are not leading from a place of integrity, um, how can people uh, trust what you say? They're not going to want to serve. They're not going to want to go to that extra level. Uh, it's a situation where, um, you know, you look at, um, you know, 
our word is our bond. Again, the scriptures say, let your yeas be yeas and yeas be nay. Mm -hmm. And that being, uh, uh, being a person of integrity, um, that's not only how um, you win at work, but it's how you win at home. Uh, right. Your kids see that integrity that you yes. live out of. They see those things that, that they can trust your word and your word means something. And um, again, um, one of the things, you know, I, I, my kids are grown and uh, I, I used to, I've asked them many times, what are some things we got right? Because mm -hmm. when I'm teaching about family, I want to know. And I think the thing that made the biggest impression on both of uh, my kids is I admitted when I'm wrong. And I asked their forgiveness on a regular basis. Yeah. And I didn't just assume you're the kid, I'm the parent, deal with it. Um, uh, you know, I had a bad day. Um, you know, I got busy. All the excuses that uh, we give sometimes. Uh, and you just lead from a place mm. uh, where you're setting uh, the integrity, having those integrity. You know, faith and integrity are two things that you can either teach about it or you can live it. Yes. And, uh, right. you know, uh, it can be taught or it can be called. And I think it's easier called than taught. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think, uh, you know, we learned this at Orange a few years ago. Uh, it's both. And uh, we say, yes, it's both. Uh, it's not just one or the other. And so I think, you know, that's so important that we be people of integrity and yes. just as just as little as when you point to others, remember, there's three fingers looking back. back at you. At you. Yep. And that is uh, what's so important. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, it comes down to so many different areas. And and if we're not having the integrity in the little things. And, you know, yeah. again, one of the lessons you always taught all of us that have gone through your coaching programs is, you know, if you're not faithful and little, why is God going to give you more? Yeah. And I think yeah. that comes to integrity too. If your integrity, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to be in, have that integrity for the small stuff when it comes to the bigger stuff, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know people that are believing God for more finances, but if money only fl flows to us and we don't allow it to flow through us, uh, you know, it's, it's a two way street where we take from God and give the others yeah. and that whole stewardship. And when one cuts out, the other does. Yeah. I just had a buddy of mine call me the other day, just wanted to let me know he was praying for me and, and, and lifting up restoring leaders, uh, the new ministry that I got going. And, and he just said, Tom, he said, I don't know what, why I'm sharing this with you. He said, cause this is something, a nugget I've been chewing on, but he's like, you know, when God provides, don't be a jerk about it. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I'm like, that sums it up. Wow. Um, you're right. Um, when God provides, because I've been asking God for some big stuff for the KMC and for restoring leaders and and uh, just what we're going to be doing here in, you know, in the next year. And I'm asking God for a lot of provision. And yeah. and it, it hit me. I'm like, you know, you're right, man. It, it, uh, when God provides, I'm not going to be a jerk and I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful. You're probably going to have to remind me again, brother, but 
So oh, that, it is, it's a good lesson. So, you know, and those are hard lessons, um, yeah, you know, and, and so speaking of hard lessons, what's, what's been, you know, especially as you've been writing this book and reflecting on your leadership journey, what's been some of the hardest lessons in leadership that you've come well, across? Chapter 16, the very last one on page 151, um, uh, it talks about lessons I've learned the hard way. And I can't really just go down to one. You know, it talks about um, say no to a know-it-all attitude. Um, and I think that uh, too many people, especially in kids' ministry, uh, there's so many know-it-alls and so many folks that um, I think that's probably one of those things, um, you know, uh, these days, just because of my age, the whole old gym and young gym, um, um, I was a lot smarter when I was younger than <laughs> I am right now. And I've learned there's a lot more different ways. And just because it's not the exact same way I do it, um, I talk to leaders all the time that if you don't do it this way, it's wrong. And that's not true at all. Right. There's a lot of different ways to do things. And so, um, you know, that that's one of the lessons. Mm. Build a team and don't be a one-person show. Uh, well, I'm the children's pastor. Uh, really, at the end of the day, it's your team that builds fruit that lasts. Um, think God's way. Um, you know, to me, what's the one scripture, Jim, that um, probably you have to live by and remind yourself more than any other, and that's take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. Any, you know, all a stronghold is is believing wrong information. And so yeah. we tear down strongholds by the truth of God's word. Yes. And again, um, that's why um, I always, it always blows me away when I go to a conference, somebody tweets, go to Jim's breakouts. He actually uses the Bible. Uh, what else is there to talk about? And every thought yeah. uh, has to come that way and thinking God's way. Um, uh, my mother told me this years ago and I've never forgotten it. She said, um, things are never as bad as you think they are. Mm -hmm. And you're not as wonderful as you think you are. Either. <laughs> it's always in between those two. And, um, God's word has a way of bringing me to reality. Yeah. Uh, another lesson mm -hmm. I learned the hard way is just considering other people, mm -hmm. um, always look at it through somebody else's. Uh, lens. When you think you've ha got the right thing to do, how is this going to affect others? And just take a minute to uh, walk in their moccasins for uh, uh, just a bit. Uh, always learn from others. I learn as much from millennials as I do veterans. Yeah, I'm probably learning more um, mm -hmm. uh, these days. Um, commit to the long haul. Uh, you know, it's funny, Tom, because you know, we, none of us want to use the D word in our marriage. We're not going to, you know, uh, but, uh, when it comes to work, um, um, can our leaders have a bad day? Many times they can't, mm -hmm. uh, somebody, uh, in leadership above you has a bad day and you're ready to win the towel. Oh man. And, yes. uh, that long yep. haul, uh, is, um, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use a divorce word at home and I'm not going to use it at work. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things. Just don't quit. Uh, don't try to do everything overnight. 
is another lesson I learned the hard way. Uh, too much, too quick is always a trick of the devil. Mm. And um, uh, don't take part in power plays. Just say no to power plays. Um, that's something I learned the hard way. Mm. Um, be willing to lose a battle, but yet to win a war. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, put your family second only to God. So many people are uh, married to the church and dating their family when we ought to be married to our family and date the church. And um, again, uh, I'm not going to read the rest of them. You're going to have to uh, yes, get the book and look yes. at these. Uh, there's three or four more in here uh, that we've learned the hard way. But, uh, is you know, it's good to reflect and it's good to uh, evaluate. And, um, you know, it's important to, uh, uh, you know, one of the questions that I ask my grandkids, I ask my kids and I ask myself, what's, what's God saying right now? Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. what am I learning? Yep. What do I need to do different? And um, so, you know, those have been some hard lessons. Yeah. Well, and that's some, some golden advice, um, <laughs> golden advice for, you know, cause yeah. Um, I think it was Mike Johnson, um, yeah, said to me once him. that, uh, you know, uh, that he said when he came, when he went down to fellowship church down there that he's like, okay, God, but I'm taking my, I'm bringing my casket with me. Yeah, um, yeah, cause this yeah. is where I'm going to go and I'm going to stay until you take me. Yeah, um, yeah, burn those ships, baby. Yep, burn the ships. And you're right. I mean, I see it. I see it in a lot of uh, all the sorts of ministry forms. I'm in youth pastor ones. I'm in kid ministry ones. And boy, you see it that, you know, that uh, there's leaders that, yeah, you, somebody has a bad day above them and, and or yeah. says something a little critical, a little harsh. Um, and and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go find a new job now. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the leadership's against me and, and, you know, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. Our us versus them. Exactly. That's, there it is. That's, there's that power play stuff. If, yep. And again, um, you've got to watch your heart. And, um, I keep saying that, uh, sounds like a guy that got two new stamps, but, um, uh, you know, it's important that, um, you know, above all else, um, that we guard our hearts. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to go off script a little bit, but what's, what's one of the greatest things you've learned recently? Um, what, um, I think the most recent thing is, um, um, just a reminder of the power of the presence of God. Mm. I think sometimes we spend, um, you know, what, as I've been coaching folks, uh, I've been asking, number one, what's the Lord been saying to you? Mm-hmm. And then they have to admit, well, they really haven't been listening or they don't know or they haven't spent that time. But then asking, um, last, last Sunday in your services, did you feel God's presence? Mm. Was the anointing there? Wow. Um, um, is your worship anointing? Is there time for the Lord to just move? And, um, you know, one of the things that I've been helping my staff with and people that I coach is spending at least a day a week just putting it to people. 
and just meeting with folks and saying, how are you doing? Um, um, and they'll try to tell you about their family. And I'll say, no, I'm going to ask about your family next. How are you doing? Yeah. And then we'll talk about the family. And then I'll say, okay, what can I pray for you and your family about? Mm-hmm. And it's blowing people away Yeah. that rather than just what can you do for me, that you'll take the time to pray for them individually. And yes. We experienced that staff meeting the other day. Uh, I've been in the ministry a long time and my pastors prayed for every person on staff individually and just prayed for them. Wow. And uh, it was one of the most powerful staff meetings we ever had. Went four and a half hours. Uh, it went longer than we could, but the <laughs> presence of God was so strong. Um, you yeah. know, um, it was worth rearranging the day. And I think that's probably the most important thing that I've been learning is, uh, yes, it's all about getting her done, um, but the power of the presence. And uh, yes, children need to know about Jesus, but they need to experience Jesus. Mm-hmm. They need to know about uh, uh, Father, but they also need to know how to run to the Father. Yes. And uh, they need to know that uh, Holy Spirit is with them always. And so um, how do you hear his voice and how do you listen and what do you do when you sense it? We had a little girl. Um, uh, we have great pictures. If you um, want to follow TB Co. Kids on Instagram, we have our kids ministry has so many great uh, pictures and stuff. And there's a little girl picture of a little six-year-old girl, and she's just on her face before God. And her mom, who works at the church, said, what were you doing down there on your face in the altar? And she said, Mom, I felt God's presence so strong that that was the only action that made sense. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's what I want to happen. Mm. Uh, not just complete the lesson or check off the curriculum lesson, uh, but did Holy Spirit lead and, and, and uh, did he accomplish in the kids and in the workers and in myself? what he wanted um, to do that day. And I think that's important. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to let it sit right like that. <laughs> um, Jim, thank you. Um, hey, thanks thank for, you. Thanks for the time, man. Um, and for pouring into me, for pouring into so many other leaders. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, so I still reflect on the day we had together, um, with, on the first restoring leaders retreat with, yeah, with the guys, a, what a blessing, what a powerful and, and talking about that running to the father, you challenged us to start really seeing God as father. And, and yeah. then, um, and this will be a whole nother podcast I'll have to do, um, of, of how we took a day, a hike during the week of, of the retreat. And I, I had no clue what trails to pick, but I was looking through this whole list of, there was like 20 or 30 options we could have gone to. And immediately on the page jumped out daddy's Creek. And so that's where me and, and several of the leaders went and we hiked in and spent some time with our father down at daddy's Creek, which was absolutely 
a monumental day for all of us that that were there. So um, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for being so authentic with us. And and uh, I really appreciate you. Um, you know that yeah, I hope. Thanks, Tom. Um, yeah. I do. And uh, so, hey, um, friends, it, Jim has has offered to do some some fun with us here. If you've been listening to the podcast all the way to this point, um, we're going to give away some downloads of his brand new book. And so he, he's going to give away four downloads. And one lucky winner is going to win a hard copy um, that we'll mail to you. Um, so what you have to do is when we post this in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. So if you don't belong to the group, you need to join. Make sure you answer hey, the you question. Really That's some good stuff on there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, make sure you guys answer the questions when you try when you join. That shows us that you're serious about joining and you'll follow our group um and guidelines and all that good stuff but in the post we're on monday um which will be i don't even know what monday's date is because i didn't even think about writing that down um <laughs> when i started here the 20 uh let's see here the 18th there we go the 18th of october when this airs um we're not recording it on that day but we'll we'll release it on the 18th you have until October 22nd, which is Friday. So you got a week to, to listen to the podcast and answer the question, um, what's Jim's hardest lesson? What's one of those hard lessons that he learned? And then we want you to add, what's one of the hard lessons you've learned as a leader? So answer those two things and post it in the Facebook group. And then on Friday, the 22nd, we're going to do a drawing um, like I said, four people are going to win a download card. And one of those four is going to win the bonus of the hard copy. Of yeah, I get it all. Baby. So, yeah, because the download cards are cool because uh, you can put the book on your Kindle and do it on iBooks or um, as a PDF copy as well. And so it's good. And then, yeah. Tom, I've got another I've got another thing. Uh, you say, well, that's just four people. <laughs> Uh, what about the rest of us? Well, I have a great deal for you. Uh, if you go to jimweidman.com and look under resources, uh, not only this new book, Authentic Leadership That Lasts, the You Can Do It Guide, uh, is going to be marked down 15% if you use the code KMC. But every book on my site, uh, you can get 15% off uh, every uh, resource on my site and every book that I have published that you order, I'm going to throw in the download card as well. So well, when you get the book, wow. you get 15% off. We'll give you the download card on any of those. So basically it's uh, every book that's on there, except recalibrate <laughs> from D six. Uh, I didn't publish that one. I wish I had. Um, uh, I got a copy in Korean the other day. That is oh, so wow. good so good to get to see your name in Korean. And, uh, uh, I've never been more proud of a chapter. I couldn't read, uh, but it was uh, a lot of fun, but, uh, that's, uh, uh, the coupon code is KMC. And uh, again, that's 15% off site wide, including the new book from Jim Awesome. Well, that is great. All right. Well, there you have it folks. Um, and uh, I hope that you'll grab his book for sure and dive in it, get it with your team, walk through it, 
um, yeah. share it with other leaders. Get bunches of them. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, this is, this is definitely going to be used in KMC coaching. I've already told Jim that off air. I'll tell him it on air again. Um, if you do some of the KMC coaching program, that's, this is going to be a book we're going to walk through because there's a lot of good meat in here. We already use, I already use stretch and beat the clock and, and, uh, so love those two books. Um, in fact, I, I, I think on stretch, I'm on my like fourth or fifth copy. I've, I, I tear those things up and rewrite and re re remark it up and see new things that I should be doing better. Um, yeah. so keep learning, keep learning. So that's it. All right. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, we appreciate your support and encouragement and thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders, and if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.